most marriages end up sexless is because their emotional vulnerability has also disappeared. The best sex you will ever have is when it comes at the end of a deep emotional connection with someone you can trust. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, Dealing with Sexless Marriages. There it is. That's perfect. All right. What I really enjoy is we go into these topics, these episodes, and you don't actually know what the titles are. And no, so this one is going to be a fun a fun uh, response for you. Yeah, my husband really thinks that I love <laughs> um, to be put on the spot to answer questions. Yep. And that is the worst feeling for me. I am a terrible on the spot person. However, um, I don't mind because I trust my husband because he knows what he's talking about and uh, because it's good practice for me. So it is good practice. So yes. here's the question again. Here's the question. Another question that oh, we've man, seen stomachs for all uh, people who are struggling in their marriages. Um, how do people deal with sexless marriages? Do you stay or leave? Well, that's the topic. That's the topic for the day, eh? Yep. How do people deal with sexless marriages? Should a person stay in a marriage if they aren't receiving or engaging in sex with their spouse for months and or years? Well, uh, y- yes. You sound not quite well because definitive I think on that. Yes, I, I think there's I think there's a lot of questions that a, a lot of information around that question that yep. that would form an answer to it. Yes, because not all sexless marriages are the same. Right, exactly. So if your if your marriage is sexless sexless because your spouse is having an affair with someone, right? Um, th- then yeah, that's not that's not going to work out that uh an affair that's a good reason to not stay in the marriage that's a deal breaker for you that's a deal breaker yes if it's continuing there could be numerous reasons for for a sexless marriage it could be there's a possibility that maybe one of the the people in marriage um has had sexual abuse Mm -hmm. um in their childhood or at some point and that gets in the way and maybe that hasn't been talked about. And so sex is now triggering. Exactly. Induces uh, traumatic reactions in this person. Yes. Yep, that's a possibility. Uh, there could be if something physically wrong. Yep, uh, pain, um, if it's uncomfortable physically. Or, or erectile dysfunction. Exactly. Yep. Um, and there's probably numerous other reasons. Those are just the ones that pop up into my head. I think it's incredibly painful to have to be in a marriage that is sexless yeah, because um, sex goes to, uh, besides just the physical act of it, it actually is a, reaches deep into the core of who we are as humans. It does. Sex actually reflects the emotional connection. Correct. We are supposed to be deeply and personally vulnerable with one person on this planet, not a lot of people, where you expose everything to this other human being. 
that it, again, it's vulnerable because this person can now take that exposure and potentially hurt you right. with it. Right. So that's why you got to be really, really intentional of who you expose that vulnerability to. Correct. And when you are vulnerable physically, it's usually because you guys are vulnerable emotionally. emotionally. Uh, the physical uh, expression comes out of an emotional expression of vulnerability. Correct. And I'm going to suggest that this is why most marriages, barring all those things that you just said there, affairs, trauma, physiological mm-hmm. um, hindrances, um, most marriages end up sexless is because their emotional vulnerability has also disappeared. They, True. They are not being vulnerable with each other. In fact, usually it's replaced with conflict, contempt, um, mistrust, anger, um, uh, bitterness, resentfulness, and all of that emotional energy, if it showed up physically, now shows up as tension and stress and headaches right. and ulcers and stomach aches and um, overeating and addictive behaviors. That's the physical manifest- manifestation of all those other emotional right. emotional issues. The best sex you will have comes at the end of a deep emotional connection with someone that you can trust. Right. Most people have it backwards. They try to have sex so they can be emotionally close when the reality is you have to be emotionally close, emotionally vulnerable to have really good consistent sex. Right. And and I'm I'm thinking for myself and for most women probably as well yeah. when you and I haven't been emotionally connected yeah. and just because of daily life, not because we've had a fight or not because of anything in particular, yeah. but um, just we've been busy, we've been doing other things, and and you come and you're all in your frisky little mode and kiss on my neck. It might give me a few little tingles, but we haven't had that emotional connection. Yeah. So I don't I don't turn on right away. That takes a while yeah. for that for that emotional piece to to click in for the rest of my body to follow along. And where as a man, you probably can turn on a little quicker without that emotional connection piece as often. Yeah. You just so. have to look at me across the room and <laughs> wink at me and it's like, no, okay. I, look, I just let's need go. to I need to put my glasses on and look You're, look and down look at you over the top of my glasses. <laughs> Wish they had baby. that on video. <laughs> there you go. That would have been good. If I can speak to the men at this moment, most men, and again, I'm going to say this uh, directly, but as kindly as possible, most men are lazy. They spend a lot of time trying to arouse a woman's body and spend very little time trying to arouse her mind, getting connected with her, engaging with her heart, what's important to her, um, what what her life, uh, what's important in her life. And they just want her body. And, and even though I understand the physical form of a female is beautiful and attractive, um, more men need to learn how to arouse a woman's mind. Right. And again, not by just talking dirty to her. <laughs> no. Or, or texting her, you know, things that you wouldn't want your children to see. Right. How you connect with her heart. When you arouse that part of a woman's femininity, you will have a wife that desires to be physically connected with you 
over and over again on a regular basis. But that takes work. Right. And that's and a skill set that most boys are not taught by right. men, by fathers. And they have been taught, you know, how to sexually conquest someone, which is right. a very short-term gain, and not woo a woman, not speak to her heart. And I would love for more men to learn this essential skill in relationships. Right. And what does that look like? What does that look like? Yeah. If it were me, it is sitting down going, honey, what's important to your heart? Where do you want to see yourself in five years? What? How do you want to grow as a person? Um, uh, how are you feeling right now? Not so I can stop it or change it, but just right. what are you experiencing in the moment? Has it been a good day? Has it been a bad day? Tell me about your day. I wanted to know how you went through the last 12 hours of, of this day and if you had a good time or not. And I want you to actually tell me more. Again, most right. men go, she keeps talking. She keeps talking. <laughs> when is she going to stop talking? Oh my gosh. Yes, dear. I, oh, and they do the yes, dear. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is nonverbal for oh, I'm done. Yeah. Like hurry up and get it over with. If you can, again, typically this is generalized stereotypes. We understand. But in general, if a man can invite a woman to, to share more, to talk more, she's going to feel more appreciated and pursued right and i think i would add to that um when for me when i'm being being told that my ideas are valuable that what i do is valuable thank you for all the things that you do um i see the things that you do i don't just expect you to do things around Mm -hmm. the house i don't don't expect you to do this i see everything that you do asking questions like What's important to you? Yeah. What what things can I do to to help you? Yeah. Not taking you for granted. Yeah. Those are all things that that make me feel valued. Yeah. And make me feel more loving and more connected because I feel like, oh, you see me, you get me, you're here for me. Um, it connects us. Yeah. So let's even tag that real fast because um this is going to be really, really important. I'm here for you, even if I don't get anything in return. Most couples use sex as a quid pro quo. I've done something for you, and now you need to do something for me. Right. I took the trash out. That's one brownie point. And if I get up to six brownie points, then we have sex tonight, right? <laughs> and that point system around sex is massively detrimental. Well, and the other thing about the point system is your point system and my point system are very different. Yep. Yep. So what you might think gets you one point for me is like, okay, well, that might be an eighth of a point. Yeah. He should have already done that anyway. That's his job. He gets no points for that one. That's just, that's expected. Right. But when sex is, again, expected because I've done something for you, now, every time I do something for you, you are feeling that that There's covert an, contract yep. of I have an expectation that you have to reciprocate in some which, way. Which makes what you do for me not count. Tainted. It, it's it's like, well, what's why is he even do, yep. it doesn't mean it doesn't have any meaning to it. So again, for husbands out there, if you start doing things for your wives 
with zero expectation of anything in return. You do it just because you love her. You do it because it's the right thing to do. You do it because it serves her. And that is the reward. Your wife will start to melt. Your wife will start to go, I feel loved and therefore I want to be closer, both emotionally and physically. Right. And and the other piece that I would add to that too is in addition to the emotional connecting, I think there also needs to be um, a, a nice balance of non-sexual touch. Yes, that, That's really important because if there's always this, every time you touch your, your spouse um, or your wife in particular, and um, there's this this sense that, oh, he wants something or there's this expectation or he wants more. It makes it really difficult to enjoy that touch in the moment and allow that to turn into more. And um, so that's that's another important piece. But back to the question of um, do I stay in a sexless marriage or do I leave? Um, What would you what would your answer to that be? If you are in a sexless marriage, uh, sex is a symptom. I want you to start actively working on the core issue, which is emotional intimacy, Mm -hmm. vulnerability with each other. And again, that requires work and effort. If you just say, I'm out of here, I'm going to go find someone else that I can have better sex with. The exact same problem will show up eventually because if you're not nurturing the emotional component of the relationship, whether that's the one you're in now or the one you're going to be in later, right? if you don't have that skill set, then you will just jump from relationship to relationship to relationship and the same problems will follow you over and over. So right. I do not think a sexless marriage is is cause for a divorce again barring all the early ones you said sure an affair multiple affairs unrepentant affairs that's a deal breaker for me sure you you can't do that if there's trauma if there is some sort of um, mental health trauma ptsd component um, that's a separate issue that usually has to be um, dealt with through some sort of counseling or a mental health professional if there's a physiological issue you have to get doctors involved to figure out you know why is this chemically or physically happening in your relationship but barring all those things you have to start working on the emotional component of the relationship and most people go i have no idea how to do that it's never been modeled for me i don't even know where to start and that's exactly why we have started secure marriages because we want to start equipping and training couples how to be emotionally vulnerable with each other so that all the other goodies like sex can follow naturally, but even beyond sex, they have a good relationship with each other. They are connected. Again, our phrase is they fight less. That's a win. You feel understood. That's a win. That's a win. And you enjoy a deeper connection with each other, emotionally and sexually. Right. That's the purpose of secure marriage. And so again, if this is new information to you, this is the first time you're ever hearing us, uh, securemarriage.com is the place to start. We have a free assessment tool that will um, help you assess your marriage on the six parts of the secure marriage framework. So you can figure out what areas you need to start working on. Um, You can listen to this podcast. We love making these podcast episodes, or you can even email us. My name is Paul. My wife's name is Shannon. Uh, Paul at securemarriage.com or Shannon at securemarriage.com. 
gmail.com and we are real human beings. We actually check our email. We actually respond to emails that are sent to us because we want to help real people deal with real issues and you don't have to be alone in this. And if it's a good enough question, oftentimes we'll make another podcast episode out of it because if you're asking the question, there's a good chance a lot of other people are asking that same question. And so we sit down behind the microphones and we have a good conversation about it. So anyway, securemarriage.com or email us. Other than that. I think that's it. That's good enough That was a pretty good one. All right. We'll see you all later. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The best sex you will ever have is when it comes at the end of a deep emotional connection with someone you can trust. Right. You know they will not hurt you. (laughs) Our kids are making smoothies upstairs. You done? Nope. (laughs) We should have shut the door. How about now? That sounds like he's done.